0: um so yeah so that's thing. how are you doing anyway yeah fine you good all right how's 30 yeah i feel like i'm the same like okay give it changed.
1: give it some time <laughs> it's I'm, I'm all right yeah i've decided right. that now that i'm 30 is a good time to try tackle bell for the first time so i'm gonna have that oh yeah dinner. you feel
0: want to blow out your arsehole yeah i'm really gonna
1: destroy my insides the day after my 30th birthday yeah, that's gonna totally. be my that's my plan what what are you getting <laughs> You know, I don't know. That's the thing. I I, I don't even know what. Oh, let's let's do this live then. Let's look yeah, at yeah the... Taco
0: Bell, Bell UK. Main let's main
1: go main. to go to Deliveroo and look at Taco Bell.
0: God, okay. I'm on the official tacobell.com uk website, looking right. at their official like expensive corporate photographed pictures of their food. Yeah, and the cheesy roll up still looks like a thing that you would find on the floor in Buchanan Street. Like it's Oh yeah, that's that per, so that's per, one per, thing
1: that I know that um people have talked about and I'm not doing because that this is does just, not sound good at all. This is
0: just the three cheese blend wrapped in a tortilla and melt and melted. That's yeah.
1: it. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a Mexican toasted cheese. Yeah. And I get that, I understand that, but nah. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the internet, welcome to the Gaming Start podcast for the 10th of May 2022. My name's Callum. My name's Ewan. And it's been a while since we've done this because uh, video games don't happen at this yep. time of the year. Video games seems.
0: and illness and mm. exhaustion. Oh, right, yeah, forgot and about the illness. Yeah. Various things that have happened. But yeah, there's, there's stuff to talk about, so we're here. As it turns out, I
1: start asking stuff. I don't have stuff to talk about. You've got a bunch of like weird indie shit to talk about, right?
0: No, I've got the... I've got one weird indie thing to talk about. But um, do you? Yeah, I don't. I don't know man. that. As I said, like you, not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I'm not abiding by my brand here. You're right. It seems like you need to try harder. Um, but you're right. Like, like things are looking things are looking pretty dire over the next couple of weeks. Like, the, yeah, one of the things I'm going to talk about was one of the things I was really looking forward to um if i just quickly go what are the video games which is just a website <laughs> yeah it says what are video games yeah it's um it's called wikipedia uh me 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 i don't think i don't think there is anything right uh, let me just check here there's the well okay there's the full release of hard space ship which i'm i am looking forward to seeing sure yeah um but yeah, and then The Quarry is the next thing, which is the new Supermassive game, which is in June.
1: Oh, right, okay, and sure. I think
0: that's about it, basically. Um, yeah, that's like not a lot. August? Isn't it? A... August? I don't know. August, possibly even I get, I, get,
1: I get the fun of playing Diablo Immortal. That'll be good. That'll oh, be is that fun. a date? What well, that, yeah, that start, day, of June. start of June, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. I'll leave that to you. So that'll be interesting, I guess. Yeah. I want to see what happens with the they say, this game that uh, we spent ages forever saying it's for your phones, you guys should have phones, oh my god, is now on computer. Well, I did did like their... I want to see how bad that port is. Oh yeah,
0: (laughs) I do want to see their... um, I I did like their explanation for that though, which was like, uh, well, people are going to emulate it now anyway, so we might as well just put it on... (sighs) We might as well put it on PC, you know? Which is probably just like, whatever they're running it on, just it, like whatever they're running on, I assume it also has a PC output, so they can probably get it on there. But yeah, but, like,
1: the, the everybody that would everybody that would want to play Diablo Immortal, more specifically, probably the people that want to like stream Diablo
0: Immortal yeah.
1: would just use BlueStacks. Exactly. That's, like BlueStack yeah. has
0: really weirded me out. Right. Like I get. Actually, you know what? I don't like see all the videos of people playing like like the mobile PUBG or like soon I assume soon the mobile Apex, which is out relatively yeah. soon as well. Like, why not just play Apex? Like, you have a PC. If you just want to play Apex, it, it's not like. But is it that you can't just fucking dominate everyone that's there? Like, so yeah, that, this the
1: when people do that specifically for like Apex or like PUBG and stuff like that, I think it's specifically so they can clown on people, but. Mouse and keyboard, but like
0: one of the things I keep saying, other stuff,
1: other stuff, if they're playing like actual mobile games, like the people that want to stream like Clash Royale or whatever, sure, fair enough, but yeah, I I don't really
0: understand that. Diablo Immortal, I could understand if they weren't putting on PC as well, but that's also that's that's I mean, have they announced anything specific about that in regards to like multiplayer or or did they have like crossplay or whatever? I, I mean, like, why? Why would you want like if it's if it's a single player game right there's no point you clowning on people is is there are they just like why
1: it's a a diablo game right you're not going to clown on people regardless it's not a pvp game
0: exactly so why and anyway but no the thing i was going to say is uh, there's been a bunch of clips i've I've come across recently um of like streamers or pros or semi-pros whatever like just leaving their hacks on in various games so like it's oh, very sure, obvious man. like they're streaming and they've forgotten that you just get their straight up fucking wall hack on which one is hilarious two is yeah. like you actually get to see what it looks like and it's like oh yeah this is some real janky ass shit but it does work but also like i can't remember who it was but there was, there was one that got caught recently and i was reading about it and they were like oh i only use cheats for um farming uh, cosmetics, or in whatever game it was, I think it was a no, it wasn't Apex. What was it? Valorant? I can't remember. Anyway, I always use it for um, for farming skins. I'm like, D- surely that means your game's busted, right? Like, if 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 I understand, well, that's the yeah, easiest yeah, way to get like, the stuff. But
1: yeah, like like that's that's a that's a mentality that's held of like a bunch of people who cheat in different video games, right? Like come, they come up with some excuse, and the excuse isn't. The reason like oh, they yeah. want to do it because they want to feel good about themselves oh, yeah but like, like that's the
0: thing like i i maybe this just says more about me than anything else but the idea that i would go in with those trainers like just for Gego like if it was a like tra- trainers have always been the thing or trainers are cheats or hacks or whatever you want to call them like yeah. If you're playing a single player game and you just want to fuck around, fine. Like I we've been PC gamers for a while. We've had console commands forever, right? You turn yeah. jump up to nine million and jump across the map, fine. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. But like you are playing a multiplayer game with other people, like you're just gonna fuck with other people and the the joy I get from doing something awesome in Apex, which by the way is rare, but when I do get it, like, it's because I pulled it off, right? Like what the yeah, fuck yeah, is the yeah. point in you? 360, no scoping someone when the machine's doing it for you. Like I don't people, get it. people care more about
1: people care more about number go up than yeah. actually getting better at a thing. True. Like it's the same reason that people like. Well, I was gonna say is slightly different. There was a there's a bunch of people who used to cheat in Destiny. I think they still do, but cheating was like a real problem. But the only reason they do that is because they want the specific guns from the high end PvP thing, mm. and they're not a good enough PvP player to do it. Yeah. So they they cheat which i understand i'm not a good enough pvp player to play trials either because trials you have to play in a very specific way and it's not the play way i like playing pvp sure. um i wouldn't then i then accept the fact that okay i just i'm not gonna get those guns that's fine i would mm-hmm. like them but i'm not gonna get them it's whatever but there are some people that are like no i need those guns and so resort to cheating i don't and, and something like that it doesn't make it right but like there is a there's a tangible thing that people can cheat for in destiny and stuff like apex and stuff like that other than numbers going up yeah i don't get it but like,
0: and especially like just to circumvent the the dopamine drip already of like well this is a limited edition gun and you need to like yeah you know that kind of stuff i kind of get but even in that case like you are directly fucking with other people at that point and i just don't i just don't get it i just don't i, don't get, well, it, I, but... I get it i yeah. just don't not for me. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's um, speaking of games that you can't cheat in. I don't know if that was a tenuous fucking what. Thing. <laughs> um, I'll very quickly mention two things. Uh, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe came out. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a game. If you've never played Stanley Parable before, like if you've never, I can. Confirm, There's something wrong with you if you've yeah, not played Stanley Parable already. Stanley Parable already, is like... a absolute classic of the kind of PC comedy game yeah. eth- genre. It's like this and Jazzpunk and Dr. Um, Langosgov and Dr. Langosgov, which again is still free and everyone should just go play. It's fucking incredible, yeah. that thing. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a game that responds... It's an interaction between the player and the narrator and whether you choose to go with the narrator to fuck with the narrator... And whether the narrator will fuck with you or not, it's a super it's interesting thing.
1: It's the thing that way back when, when it first came out, kind of showed procedural narrative it's, as a thing that was because no game had done anything like that before, yeah. really. But and it, it's, it's yeah, it's a super super
0: good game. It's a really cool and like the ultra the ultra deluxe edition is better so like they've doubled the amount of stuff the kind of one of the main numbers they put out there's like oh like four times the amount of endings which is true but there's a technicality in there that i can't talk about because i'll ruin bits of story but like technically yeah. but there is a lot more stuff in there and there's a lot of stuff in there that is super good if you have played the previous game there's stuff in there that if like you are very clued into like games media and coverage which is really interesting there's a lot of like game design stuff in there as well that is super funny um, but even on top of that even if you're not hugely familiar with all of that like I was playing it um, in the living room and my wife was laughing at a, lot, a bunch of it as well like it's just genuinely really well written really smart really cool thing um, and it's well worth having a look at it's 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 very very cool there's a lot of stuff in there that you're just like no fucking way like it's that kind of game that they're I've seen bi- off. I've seen bits of it and there's a lot of- Ooh. There's weird some shit that yeah with that, there's some yeah. great stuff um so is that i uh, we are the guys i usually play games with we are down to three people again so we're looking for stuff to do i think we're going to jump into hunt showdown soon because it's on sale oh, right God. Now, and we wanted to Ugh. see how bad it's going to fuck with us but oh, the, but the one thing we okay. did get was we got into or we started playing um aliens fire team fire team that's oh, that three player uh, co-op thing yeah it's not good like i'll just straight up say it's not a good video game in any way shape As you or say, form. if you want to keep playing gtfo i'm right here no i know like, no. just ask the, me the expansion came out everyone's been busy we have only really, like literally just started meeting up again it's been like sure. a couple of months so yes we would we, there's an expansion for for the new rundown for gtfo so we'll get we will get you in don't worry um but yes, we, we, and we wanted to play Aliens anyway because it was free and we wanted to, we were talking about it. Um, yeah, game is not good. It's kind of no. boring and kind of... Well, <clears throat> it's not that it's boring. Like, the first... There's, like, four mini-campaigns. Each campaign is three missions. Like, the first campaign and a half is, like... Trivial, like it's just not there's no danger there at all, and then it does start to ramp up a particular bit. Like, we didn't die until halfway through the first campaign, uh, second campaign, yeah. Um, like, it's just not an issue. Um, but it's just it's just it's just the most generic one of these you can possibly get. It's just it's, just it's very wild. similar
1: to like the the what was that one? The the and not Anna, the what was that one from Annapurna that came out? The crew the, the crisis. That's the one, yeah, the Crisis is very similar to that where that just looked really dull. Like, it wasn't, it was not, but at least yeah. Crisis
0: had, like, a style thing to it. Like, it was going for a, a look. Like, it was going for this, like, kind of, like, 40s or 50s sci-fi, like, aesthetic. Right, okay, But on top of sure. that, it was still just, like, a very basic one of those games. Like, it didn't really work particularly well. But it is an early access, to be fair. This game is just, like, out, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one bit of fun we did have with that game is... So they have a concept in there of... I think these just called them challenge cards. But they're basically just, like... They're basically modifiers. Um, yeah. And some of them are positive and some of them are negative with extra rewards, right? So there's some that's just like, hey, everyone's reload speed is doubled. You're like, oh, cool, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Halo Skulls. It's yeah, everyone can play idea, one yeah. per mission and it's burned when it's done and it applies to everyone. But we started finding negative ones with like extra reward experience at the end. And th- mm. once we started adding those on, we basically just started making our own fun in the game. So one of them is uh, so one of them is like, I can't remember what they call it, but basically like, you your health is permanently dropping and you only get health back when you make a kill. Um, and right, that okay. totally changes the approach to that game, because at this point you're just like fucking sprinting, like through this level. Yeah, just try... looking for shit to kill. And yeah. also the, the health is not shared, so if you get killed, you're the only one that gets health. So you're having yeah. to do weird things about, like... And I was playing as the Demolisher, like, did with Heavy Machine Gun. So, like, I was having to back off and be like, okay, you guys take these ones to even out the health and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it was just, yeah, yeah. And we're just shouting and screaming at each other. And it was really, really dumb. But our favorite one was, like, supremely dumb card where if you walk into another player, you will knock them over. And they're, like... It takes them a couple of seconds to get back up again. Like, that's all it does. And you get, like... experience at the end um that thing was so funny because we were just fucking with each other constantly no yeah even when you're not fucking with each other like doing it accidentally also very funny we were just like oh there's a button over there that we need to hit to get out of this wave of enemies and all three of us run at it at once and knock each other over like some kind of fucking comedy sketch it was that that shit was funny that shit was really funny um but the fact that we were making our own fun probably says a lot about that game yeah, if you're trying to like, that's the sort of shit you do.
1: Like that, I've started doing in like Final Fantasy XIV, where we have are gotten so used to the content, where you just start doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like a part of one of the fights where the the boss sends out like seeking orbs that like find you and explode you. So right. I've just taken to if it seeks me, just like running into a crowd. Be like guys what does this orb mean
0: (laughs) okay yeah sure
1: it's it's good it's just if you're if you're trying to make your own fun you're at the point either where the game you're playing is not very good or you've done it so much that it doesn't matter like yeah
0: exactly exactly um so yeah that was that um and then so the, the game i actually want to talk about is um citizen sleeper which is a very cool fucking game so it's the new game from oh i can't remember the name of the studio now um, in I'll look other it up other waters, but it's, they they made in other waters. It's like a one person dev, I think. Jump over the age is the name of the developer, but it's basically a one. It's a good name, yeah. It's basically a one do development studio. They made in other waters, which was a cool, like abstracted underwater sci-fi exploration game, um, which just visually looked really really cool. The game itself wasn't particularly great at a point, but like it had a lot of really really good ideas. Citizen Sleeper is an awesome, awesome implementation of... um. What was the like? There was a game I've said this about before and I can't remember. But it's like... It's doing... It's a natural evolution of like the visual novel in a way that is... Adds me- layers mechanics on it that actually really, really enhance what's happening. Um. So the setup is that you are a sleeper. And sleepers are people who have... Due to whatever reason, um, either like they have their body is dying, or they have health issues, or they've they're run out of money, or whatever it is, they decide to transfer their consciousness into a completely synthetic body. Um, obviously owned by a corporation because this is the future. Um, to work for the corporation and work off the cost of the the body. And sleepers are people who have gone f this shit and just ran with the body. They just fuck fucked oh, off, um, right. And are trying to survive. Um, so your character starts like having hijacked their way, or not hijacked, having um, what's the words, Um, when you um sneak your way onto a ship, um, stowaway, stowaway. You stowed away on a on a ship and made it into the station called the Eye. This big kind of um corporate-owned kind of mid uh mid station, and mm. um the main and basically to try and, like, eke out some kind of existence here while it's trying to escape from the corporation who's now hounding the you as their property, technically. Um, but the problem is that it's got the... Um, we've seen this in other stuff before, but basically, like, your mind is constantly trying to reject your body because it sees it as a foreign invader. So you need drugs to suppress that. It's like, it's DSX neuropazine, right? It's the same stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to... God, money. I forgot that was called Europazine, neuropazine. correct. right. Um, yeah. So you need to obviously make enough credits to get illegal versions of this drug um, mm. to keep yourself going, or you start to fade. Um, and then it's, it's kind Zombrex of, from Dead Rising. Zombrix from Dead Rising, yes, same kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of story setup, and then from there, the story is very much about like you trying to survive on the station while stuff is happening, and you're kind of integrating yourself into these characters' lives, and it's it's all presented kind of very visual novel esque and dialogue choices and all this kind of stuff. But the layer on top of it that's kind of cool, did you ever play a game called, this was from, oh, like five, six, seven years ago, called Tharsis? It was a... The name seems familiar. I think I've maybe talked about it on here. It was it was a PS Plus game, like way, 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 like, oh God, it must be have been like eight years considering I remember where I was when I played it. Um, so it was a game about, like, your... Uh, oh, the, the,
1: the, the space game with the dice. Yes. That so, thing. So it's, yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, I vaguely it, remember this. Yeah,
0: so the mechanics are kind of similar to that. And also they're very similar to some, to anyone who's done, like, more modern tabletop RPGs. Where do, you
1: know, do you know the sad thing? Mm-hmm. I think we did a video on this.
0: Tharsis? Yeah, possibly.
1: <laughs> I think... we am going to have a look while you talk about it. I definitely
0: me. talked about it on the podcast. I, I remember playing it. But, um, so, the, mechanically, it's kind of similar to that, where the start of a day... Um, you get a bunch of dice. A bunch of dice is rolled and then you hold onto that dice for the for the use of the day. So you'll get five random values or six random values or whatever it is. And then you need to apply those values on the dice to various activities in the station. So for instance, one of the first jobs you get on the station is you, the guy who found you puts you to work in his um, shipbreaker's dockyard, right? So you're ripping apart ships. And for yeah. every action in there, it's like, um, you, you have the action that is like start breaking apart ships like do the work right um, and the way it works is if you roll a 5 or a 6 sorry if you roll a 6 you're 100% guaranteed to get a positive outcome 5 or 4 is 50% neutral 50% positive 3 or 2 is oh it's 25 it's the, 50 the, 25 the dungeon wor- it's dungeon world it's dungeon world the, it's powered by the apocalypse yeah. it's that kind of Powered by the stuff. apocalypse is the word um, for and then 1 is like failure neutral um so obviously because you get different roles every day you'll want to spend your roles where it's useful and then keep your ones and twos for other stuff um but obviously you don't get enough roles to do everything every day and you're constantly scrabbling for money and food and all this kind of stuff so it's all about managing this stuff while integrating yourself into the station and the people that are there so like one of the things that becomes clear very quickly is like okay you need a source of food like you need to eat uh so you start talking to somebody in the market that's there. It's like, hey, yeah, I do this mushroom stew and it costs X amount of credits. But if you spend some time in the local bar, the person who works the bar has another source of food for you that's slightly cheaper but does has less effect. And so it's it is really about you like meeting people in the station, getting used to them, like integrating yourself into all of these different people's lives, helping people, making decisions, like seeing who you actually trust, who you don't trust, all the while there is this, you have a, a like a, a, because you're a sleeper and because you're synthetic, you have access to like a data layer of this entire station, basically like all the network sure. of, the la- of the thing. It's so a hacking layer. Got yeah, it. <laughs> so, and the hacking stuff or like the data extraction layer uses a lot more of the lower numbers than the higher numbers. So you start to split your time between the two and you can extract data for people to do stuff, or you can, um, do various things in that layer, but that layer exists because um the an AI from the corporation whose body you own or you're in is hunting you down. So mm. that whole stuff is happening as well. But yeah, so and then on top of all of that, like it looks fucking incredible. Like it's a it's a it's a relatively like the arts the 2D art style is kind of simplistic's the wrong word, but it's got a very kind of flat look to it, which is a good thing like the art's really detailed but it's kind of flat yeah and then... I've, I've
1: seen i've seen shots of it and stuff yeah. like that it does
0: have a really like unique looking style but yeah. it's really nice it's really cool um and then the station itself is represented like a, it's a toroidal station so you kind of like move around the ring of the station and there's like you know the kind of basic 3d detail oh toroidal like a taurus sorry yeah I sorry
1: what the fuck you meant sorry yeah
0: okay yes a toroidal station like a donut
1: toroidal <laughs> station yeah yeah Got it. Um, like Startopia. Like Startopia, the... yeah. I didn't want to yeah. say that,
0: but yes, it's, like, it's a Startopia station. Um, But you move around the station, and as you unlock it, or gain access to different parts of the station, you kind of move around and do all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's really, really cool. The writing's super good. The characters are all very... Um, there's not a lot of, like... It, it feels very reductive to say, like, ooh, Shades of Grey. But, like, there's a lot of, like, yo, these people are just trying to fucking survive. Like, yeah. you... And you have to you do have to make some hard decisions about stuff and like really like oh, i'd love to help you but like i need to eat and shit like that like it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. super interesting
1: it's in in my realm of the woods it's what's called obsidian writing when obsidian like writing games they always write in terms of gray they never yeah. write in like broad spectrum yeah
0: it's um yeah and all, all that stuff is, is super cool and then there's a layer on top of that where there's like a like an rpg stat progression stuff where you've got a bunch of stats that will give you like plus one plus two on various types of roles so like this, mm. whatever the equivalent of strength is if you're doing strength-based tasks you will get plus one to whatever your dice you apply to that task you also get negatives you also get skills that get unlocked so you can be like one of the initial skills i think for the intuit skill is like it'll show you one of the positives and one of the negative outcomes of this task whereas normally you don't see that and then you can put um points into that as you complete they call them like drives which are basically like objectives And as you complete different parts of the story you'll get points to put in your your character and all that kind of stuff but yeah i am really enjoying it um super good soundtrack as well um nice it's on game pass it's well worth a look i think it's 13 pound on steam right now and i think it's out on every it's out on a bunch of the consoles i think as well citizen so sleeper um it is out on oh no it's just pc right now uh, mac and windows but it's on game pass but it's on game pass so it, okay. it is definitely worth a look. Um, it's very cool. They they call it. It's they talk about, or I don't know if they say that, but it's described a lot as an RPG. It's kind of an RPG in that there's character progression, but it is closer yeah. to like a visual novel with cool mechanics, like as an expectation of what to go in with. Um, but yeah, super super cool. Yeah, game.
1: like doing 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 a visual novel with, um, powered by apocalypse style like dice holds and stuff yeah. like that is it's an interesting way of doing that because that system was always cool when it was yeah. like grades okay. of success yeah. was always a good idea
0: and it's also like once i saw the system like i again i remembered tharsis and tharsis is by design a super punishing game that is designed- we made that
1: video five years
0: ago by oh, we did do a video on it oh wow okay yeah um, five years ago <laughs> sure tharsis was it was designed to be replayed like that was the whole thing like you're kind of learning how the yeah, it was like uh, you, i
1: think at the time you said that tharsis was like a roguelike kind obviously. of yeah it
0: had a lot of those elements Um, so i was worried that this was going to be the same thing but it does sound like there is there's is replayability replay- because there's like a couple of starting classes that you can be um which will affect dialogue and also, and they'd like they explicitly say that like hey this class will change your your, your class choice will change how the story progresses obviously mm. um so there was some replayability there but it does sound like it's not trying to kill you like it's not like you do need to work for it but it's not like a punishing style of game that you're going to play yeah. a bunch of times which is cool which is not like that's not why i'm here right i'm here to, i'm here to see the the cool story um but yeah that's essence Sleeper. it's super cool um and it's on game pass so it's well worth taking a look and you get it like all the mechanics you get very very quickly like first half hour you you kind of see the the core of what it's trying to do um and you're either into it you're not so it's it's worth having a look at um Mm. and uh yeah there's no reason why it can't come to console I don't think although uh, the controls currently are very much mouse optimized so that might be a little difficult but I'm sure they can make it happen so but yeah that's assistant sleeper um I think that's everything from me yes yes it is uh so what have you been doing did you get anywhere um, with Weird West? Is that your No, I've not I've not even started okay. it yet. So the problem that I find myself in is that
1: um so I've got a new computer coming Alright, oh, of course. At yes. some point. Uh to bought myself out for my thirtieth birthday and I've got a week off work. So I'm hoping it turns up like early to mid next week. Yeah. Um so kinda I don't wanna like I'm waiting and then I can start stuff when that turns up. So I've kind of been like existing in a state of like I'm still playing like Final Fantasy and all that stuff that I usually play. Yep. Um I started playing because Monster Hunter Rise was on sale on PC, so I started playing that on PC. Oh, um you
0: played that game on Switch, right?
1: Switch, yeah, yeah when it came yeah. out initially. Um yeah, game's still amazing. It's still a an improvement on world, which is like a impossible thing to say because world was amazing. So Yeah, was, I was gonna say, yeah. Um yeah, Rise is still fantastic. So should I know what I wanted to talk about? And then I, my friend messaged me this morning, and I've remembered something that I want to talk about. It's mm-hmm. not video game related, but it is like okay. strange media related. Okay. Um. So, we were talking before the podcast about how I started watching F1 like yeah. very casually. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to talk about F1 specifically because okay. that doesn't matter. Um. But part of F1 or with hanging out with my friends who watch F1, they watched, they, they showed, or they, they, they told me to watch this thing and um, it's, it's this part of F1, this thing called Ted's Notebook. And I don't want to tell you about Ted's what? Notebook. because okay. This thing is, is, is kind of insane to me and I lose my mind every time I watch it. Okay. So there is a pundit called Ted Kravitz who um, is apparently like a very well respected pundit, like knows a lot about F1. Right. Um, but he has his own thing that he does for Sky that's called Ted's Notebook uh-huh. and after every, every every part of the race, after like qualifying and then after the race and stuff like that, he creates this half hour piece to camera thing called Ted's Notebook, where mm-hmm. he basically just talks about the race, like all the things he noticed and the things that he's hearing from the team sure, and stuff sure, sure. so it's like, it's fairly typical sports punditry right? Uh-huh. The thing that makes it different is Ted well two things, Ted himself is part one Ted, my friend described it the best, but I was trying to figure out how to describe it is that Ted is a charisma overflow buffer error <laughs> where wow Ted is Ted is such a vacuum of charisma. he is such negative charisma that he becomes he he becomes the focus. you have to watch it okay. because he is so awkward and such a charisma vacuum you have to see what he's going to do next it's insane like to the point where there was like last race which was like at Imola, which is in italy somewhere for like five minutes of ted's he was just interviewing a random italian child about ferrari and as you do like like nobody thought i thought that was fucking bizarre nobody thought that was bizarre for ted (laughs) ted just does this and like so he does these piece of cameras where he like wanders around the backstage area, like the paddock it's called, where all the like teams set up and stuff like that. Yeah. So he just wanders around and is doing this piece to camera and like grabs random stuff or like talks to random people in like the most awkward way possible. It's, it's not like, it's not like, you know how when people say like when you watch a train wreck, you can't not, yeah, you yeah. can't pull yourself away from looking at it. Of it's course. like that like Ted has such negative charisma that you feel drawn to watching it it's it's, it's
0: so fucking crazy it's, it's weird it sounds like so I, I, neither of us have particularly like despite growing up in a place that is very kind of football centric neither of us really particularly yeah, got into yeah, football yeah. um but a lot of my mates were especially when I, when I moved out and started living with them um so uh, is it soccer saturday became a thing sure yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah in our in our flat um and you end up with like people like like that's the only reason i know who chris kamara is and things like that yeah. yeah yeah soccer saturday always seemed to be like kind of the opposite of the thing you're describing where there are all these people who are just like they all have too much charisma and are all just fighting each other for oh yeah camera time this sounds like well, the opposite of soccer side. So here's
1: the so here's the here's the other part of Ted's notebook, right? You've seamlessly brought me into the second part of Ted's notebook. Okay, it is Ted and one cameraman and nobody else, right? That okay. is the that is the production of Ted's notebook. The is this cameraman like, just, just for
0: just for context? Yeah, sorry. Is this like a segment of like larger F one coverage for like Sky? It or is part like
1: of that? it is part of Sky's f1 coverage okay. is they will they will produce ted's notebook does for it have half like, an hour at the end have of day. Like every...
0: does it have like a title card and it's like here's a pre-shot no of... so that's so okay. that is the
1: best thing it usually starts with like the camera pointed up at the sky and ted awkwardly intros it and the camera whip pans down to ted like that's that's it okay like, that's, that's all it is it's cool. not professional because he's just out in the panic, like wandering around. Yeah, like, yeah it's yeah. kind of like they've just sort of let someone loose with a microphone and a camera, and been like, "Go film this." But he actually <laughs> knows what he's talking about; like he understands. Sure. He other under- like the one the the right point two. I'll go back to point two. It's Ted and a cameraman, right? Mm-hmm. The cameraman seems to be the audience surrogate, where the cameraman realizes how much of a negative charisma value Ted sure. is, and so fucking just starts filming random bullshit instead of ted so <laughs> ted ted starts wandering the paddock talking about the race or whatever random bullshit he wants to talk about and the cameraman's like filming a building like 10 meters away from ted and has to run up to catch him or like is focused on ted as he's talking and it pans away to go and look at like inside a garage somewhere or this like is inside one of the, this is live one of this is live well I, so I don't know if it's live. I've never okay. seen it recorded because I don't watch it live on Sky. Sure. But, um, so it's just like the, the cameraman realizes like we can't keep the camera on Ted because he do he yeah. he, he's, he's, he's not, he doesn't do anything. So you need to go and do something else. I've seen them like filming like sewer drains and stuff like that while Ted's talking. Oh, and God. like it's it's the most bizarre half hour of television that I've watched <laughs> in the last like year or something like that and it happens twice a week every two weeks because he does it for qualifying and the final race right and so just like and like randomly like finds apparently really massive influential people in f1 like like heads up of companies or like drivers or like famous people and like just casually says hi to them and wanders past them and doesn't do anything with it, just is, like, super awkward about it. And, like, oh, the best thing... So the the, the example I could give you is the most recent one, which was, like, yesterday at the time of recording, because mm-hmm. the race is happening in Miami tonight as part of recording. Okay. The test up comes out for qualifying, and for the first 15 minutes, it is... of t- a half-hour show, so half the runtime, is Ted thinking that he can't because they're in like a new stadium or they're in like a fairly new stadium in Miami Mm. that is massive because it's America so it's huge of course and he was like wanders up to this massive escalator that takes him up to the stadium and is like oh I wish I was able to show you to see how big this is but there's like this barrier here and ball is like being nice and British about it yeah and some some person who works at the stadium came up and was like oh you're pressed do you want to go up and see it and he was like Oh, wait, can we? What? Oh, my God. And so for 15 minutes, just flustered around the stadium being the most British awkward man you've ever seen, like, pointing at stuff, being like, look how big that is. And oh, my God, look at this thing. It was... Oh. It's I... the sort of thing where he's so awkward that you, you want to explode on the inside, but you can't not watch
0: it. It's so I, weird. I really feel like I would prefer that kind of coverage from somebody who's genuinely excited about something as opposed to like the fake kind of like everything's always at 100 level he was so
1: excited he was like the the way i described to our friends was like he's acting like an eight-year-old's been taken to toys r us and been like pick something like that's the thing so he's just like running around looking at everything and be to the point where it got so awkward where he didn't know how to get down from where he was and so Wait. he went to the same escalator that he went up and ran down it with his cameraman oh. so he had to run down and up escalator it was oh it was it was Excellent. premium ted's notebook content it's the best ted notebook content i've seen so far okay you need it's to send me so some clips good. of this
0: dude this is this is oh.
1: great I will send you I will send you the best the the best of last year because it features my one of my favourite moments of Ted Notebook where he tries to interview one of the racers mm-hmm. and it is so awkward. <laughs> he, he he brings he brings a slice of cheese that what? looks like the racetrack and oh what? it's it's okay. so good. Yeah, I need to, it's so I need to good. See this. Um I'll I'll find That's the video amazing. and I'll send it to you. But yeah, Ted's Notebook is like the reason I watch F1. Like the sure. race is cool and everything, like it's fine, and it's interesting, and like watching it with people who know the sport is interesting because they like tell you stuff and mm. it makes it entertaining and stuff like that. But man, I'm I am so in for like the three hours after the race concludes and they put up the Ted's notebook. That's my jam. Like that is the thing that I care about in F1. Like uh, excellent. If Ted if Ted Kravitz could just be safe, like nothing bad happened to Ted Kravitz ever, and he could just keep doing that that's that's fine i enough f1 one for you just that's to see that that's great. my f1 great great, great. Is... oh it's brilliant
0: it's so good um what i'm sorry I... I can't talk about video games no, so there's no fine. video games to that's talk right. about but um one of the i was joking with somebody about this recently but like one of the things that i that, that i perpetually clown on is like post-match like regardless of sport like post-match interviews with players are all just fucking nonsense because it's like there's a limited amount of things you can say about a game with a ball and two nets right like there's a limited amount of stuff you can do so when you say like oh well why didn't you win it says oh it's because the other guys played better than us it says why did you win it says could we play better than the other guys and we put the ball in the thing like this is not me clowning on the game this is like this particular section of it is always just so funny to me like it's just like there's some there's some training camp where you need to go as part of your training for whatever sport I assume you play. You
1: get media training. But yeah, like, like I don't is...
0: think they do because they just talk fucking nonsense. Like it doesn't mean anything. Well, it's, the it's most, the, so it's the most. It's the same it's the same for, the same for ever. Like it's yeah. Just it's
1: nothing. the same for F one, right? Because they get interviewed after a race, and they like if they don't do well, the first question they always get asked is, "Okay, so what do you think went wrong?" And like f1 F one cars are like super complicated machines that have like thousands of parts and stuff like that and they go to these drivers like what do you think's gone wrong and they always just say the same shit which is like oh yeah the car is just not working the right way something something the tires something 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 like it's not it's the same stuff just copy based in the different races it's unbelievable
0: but there's yeah. so there's there's a guy i wish i could have remembered his name i think he's an australian rugby player I'm trying desperately to find a name because I remember seeing this, like, recently. Um, But he he has basically doubled down on the nonsense post-match interview and just... You ever seen the videos that people do of, like, here's what it sounds like when somebody starts talking to you immediately after you wake up? And it's like, they're all real words, but they're in a weird order and don't quite make sense. Like, he's just tripled down and is doing this intentionally and just, like, makes up euphemisms for stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was sweating more than your granny in a cornfield. And I'm just like, I think I know what that means. But also, that's complete not, like, what? I I wish I could... No, that's, that's, that's... That's...
1: exactly what you should do i think if exactly. you're just going to lean into it like, you might yeah. as well like just you're not going to contribute it.
0: anything it's... useful so like yeah you might as well just just turn, turn it into like a fucking spoken word show like turn it into a fringe show just say fucking nonsense go for it um yeah no cool i will i look forward to watching this, this yeah like, so this i have I have, I have
1: put a link to a video from last season for all the best moments of ted notebook because that's that's not what I
0: expected this dude to look look
1: like. Fuck me. No, he's like, he's like a, that's what I mean when I said he's like a well respected, like, pundit. Like, he's been around for ages. Right. He's just not charismatic in any way, and yet they give him like an hour of airtime every race. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, this is why, um, right?
0: This is, for this exact yeah, reason. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's,
1: it, the, the reason they do it is because it's fucking brilliant. Like, that's the reason that they do it, and I want to hear Ted's opinions about everything. If he just wants to say stuff, I'll listen to him. Okay. It's, yeah it's no, brilliant i, oh, I look God. forward
0: to listening to that um i suggest we just do the two news stories that exist and we call it a day there because we don't have a lot okay. else to go go on and i think yeah, we're going sure. to break we'll have like a seven minute um second half um so it's really just sort of a couple of a couple of small stories um where uh where was the other one? Oh shit i've lost the one i was actually gonna <laughs> oh no there's two news stories oh, this... and you just lost yeah, one that's of that's what it is because it was a tweet that's what it was okay. um so you're familiar with the um 2020 god was that this no that was last year 2021's game of the year uh balan Wonderworld. correct oh, of course
1: yes I, i'm very familiar with Ballon wonder world i've seen several people play it at this point yeah
0: um so there was a this is a article from gamesindustry.biz where basically it was an interview with Oh, no, sorry. In a Twitter thread from Yuji Naka, who's, like, the head of Balon World, but also, like... Head this, Head Balon, but also, like, the dude who created Sonic, right? Respected developer. Basically said that in a Twitter thread, um, translated from Japanese, but, like, reliably translated from Japanese, um, claimed... A, this is from the article. Claimed a business order removed him as the game's director about half a year before launch and that he has filed a lawsuit against Square Enix over the matter. Uh, yeah. Now that the trial is over and the business order is no longer in effect, he's shared more details about it. So basically, it was around two disputes: one concerning the use of a YouTuber to play the game music in marketing rather than using the original score. I don't know what. I don't okay. Know what, and the other over co-developer Arzest submitting the game for release without fixing various issues. So I think I think the reason why this became a big thing was that like basically he said, "Yeah, this game wasn't finished when it came out." And I tried to stop yep. them and they said no. Um, okay. And this was why, one of the reasons why we was seeing them. And I think if anyone's ever seen that game, yeah, that game's kind of unfinished and makes no fucking sense.
1: Yeah, um, for sure.
0: The come novel apparently smooths over some of the details, but I don't think yes, it's Yes, I, re- worth... I remember people talking about the Battle oh, of Wonderworld God. novel. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, Um, Naka also observed that game creators are often improving games right up to the last minute, citing example from his days in the original Sonic the Hedgehog, when the game was changed to make Sonic survive any hit so long as the player had one ring in possession. That was a thing that Galad did at the end of that development cycle, which can you imagine what that game would be like without that particular feature? Jesus. Um, And basically apologised. Quote, Personally, I'm really sorry that I released the unfinished work Balan Wonderworld to the world. I want to think about various things and put it in a proper form as an action game. Quote, I think Square Enix and Arzest are companies that don't care about the games and the game fans. Uh, interesting.
1: Interesting, yeah. I I I think as a as a corporation, I would probably agree with that. I think there are people within the company. Yes, I, I, thinking I think it's specific, yeah. specifically about like Yoshi P for Final Fantasy 14 and stuff like that very much cares about the people that play his game yeah but Screenix as a corporation yeah yeah, i'm sure don't the people who would be in charge especially because because of i assume the next story we're about to talk about the the people who would be in
0: charge of saying no this game needs to go out now like that's not a developer that's in charge of that that's that's corporate marketing for sure yeah yeah, um yeah we'll get to that other story in a second because that's one of the bigger ones also there was a a bunch of um developers who have games on the ios store um, a bunch of them got emails basically saying, um, this is directly from the email that's posted to Twitter, from at Laser Walker. This app has not been updated in a significant amount of time and is scheduled to be removed from sale in 30 days. No action is required for the app to remain available to users who have already downloaded the app. You can keep the app available for new users to discover and download from the app store by submitting an update for review within 30 days. If no update is submitted within 30 days, the app will be removed from sale. So basically what they're saying is like, this is apple doing a purge of old shit from their store yeah and are basically saying like yeah you need to make an update to your app because you haven't updated it in eight years and it's like games can be finished like games can be done and complete and no longer need updates which just does not work with apple's store model apparently where yeah, they're just like no. oh this thing you haven't updated this thing in a while and like honestly they've been through this before with like the 32-bit 64-bit transition where a bunch of games had to be re-uploaded um or reworked even to, to to meet the new architecture but this is a straight up like yeah if you haven't edited your game in a while we're just going to remove it from sale like there's, yeah. no, there's no reason why they don't say it's literally just you have not updated this thing it's yeah. like so it'd be interested to know like if they can just do like a if we change the copyright text on the front page of this game does that count as yeah rapid? i was gonna say,
1: yeah like what level of up they like change a color somewhere or something i don't know like yeah they must be able to just push it in some, like, back-end code bullshit that doesn't actually do anything, but it counts as an update. I don't
0: know, mm. but... Um, yeah, it's it's wild. It's it's such a bizarre thing. Like, you think about, like, some of the top games on the platform. I mean, top games, like, critically, not in terms of, like, microtransaction fuckery. Um, yeah, 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 Like, they're old game. Like, anyone who has an iOS device, I still recommend to go get Swords and Sorcery, right? Like, that game is... 10 years old, eight years old at this point. Like the only reason that's still there, I assume is because they made the 64-bit transition, I think. Um, and yeah, and also this is the Apple exclusive issue because if Google were to do this, people could just give the APK files away or yeah. put it on itch or something like that. Like, which is, about, which is a thing I only recently discovered, like people putting Android games on itch so you can still pay for it, but it's like, here's the APK to sideload, which is smart good thing to know um, yep. f- also very quickly there was a big Xbox outage uh, on sa- Friday Saturday um, before you're hearing this um, but it wasn't just like a it wasn't just like the traditional kind of Xbox out- live outage where it's like eh, you can't play multiplayer games for a while this took down the ability for you to let me just get the actual thing this is from Xbox support on Twitter players may be seeing. Oh blah! No, that's the that's that's the resolved message. I want the original message. Um, is this the re- oh? This is the recovery. Okay. Fuck. Um, I thought I I <laughs> bookmarked the wrong one. But basically, this was stopping people from starting or downloading digital purchases, like games that you have bought and digitally and are starting yeah. to play. That would they would fail to start. You could not play games bought digitally while this was in action. Jesus. Uh, and okay. that's fucked. Like the, I remember that is a, fucked, yeah. a bunch of people talking when the, the first batch of Xbox One DRM stuff came out and people were and that that was like that was what the system was gonna be, right? Like disks are pointless, they are installed mediums and everything is digital. Um, as soon as that authentication server goes down, like that's super bad. So a weekend yeah. where people cannot play digital games does not look good for your system. Um, at all no Um, yeah so yeah and also all the cloud gaming stuff went down so like the the xbox streaming stuff that has been getting a lot of really good press recently that also went down just basically everything went down um looks like it's been resolved as of sunday morning so as in um the day we're recording this um but it was a long friday night saturday morning it was bad like that's a bad look for your all digital platform Especially when, if you talk about the rumours recently that like Xbox are going to announce their um, streaming only box soon, that is just heavily, heavily rumoured, but um, still very much rumour. But you know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, and then the big news: um, Square Enix are selling a bunch of their Western studios and IPs. Um, yes. Uh, and there's like, some details in here that are kind of interesting. So they are selling. Uh, Crystal Dynamics, idus Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, which yep. I think will get a name change, which is interesting, um, which is 1,100 employees in total. Also, a catalogue, quote, catalogue of IPs owned and worked on by those studios, including Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, Legacy of Kane and, quote, the continued sales and operations of the studios, more than 50 back catalogue of games. Also, quote, Crystal Dynamics is actively working on several AAA projects, including the next mainline Tomb Raider game that will deliver next-generation storytelling and gameplay experiences. So they're selling that game while it's in development. That is, that is going, yeah. um, and all of this has been sold to the Embracer Group, who own everything. I think at that close point, at to point. everything. Yeah, um, see the like Disney. That's the yeah, basically, um, or ten cent, I suppose. Um, or Tencent yeah. But yeah, so like, Embracer Group already has Gearbox. They have all the THQ stuff, THQ Nordic, Deep Silver, all of that kind of stuff is all part of the Embracer yeah. Group. Um, there's a couple of interesting things in here. One, three hundred million dollars was the price, which is not a lot of money for no. T- even just taking like a Tomb Raider, like a well established. I, I think I
1: said at the time, it's not a lot of money for a group of games that sell well. Do well critically, but are quote unquote disappointments to your parent company. Yeah, stuff like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and like all that stuff. And like the recent Guardians it,
0: game was the other one as well, which was yeah, that as well. Yeah. Screenix um, Montreal. Um, like that game reviewed well was a good game, but
1: it that sold, game one like
0: Game of the Year yeah, stuff. Like the game was fantastic, well, sold reasonably yeah. well, but Square Enix said they underperformed. Um, which has time and time again been the thing. Like, I don't know if I 100% agree with this, but definitely the kind of feeling of it is that Square Enix offloads failures or lo- or losses in like at the corporate level onto their western studios so it'd be like yeah, yeah it doesn't matter that we had to like that um, what the fuck was that Final Fantasy game recently that was terrible um, Strangers of Paradise Yeah, that one. like if that thing doesn't meet its expectations those expectations are shifted over from the western studios which is why you have like the last Tomb Raider game which sold millions of copies and it was like ah it didn't sell enough I'm like yeah what okay fine um so it's not a lot of money for that which is like they are fire sailing that shit basically which is kind of wild um, yeah Tomb Raider was the one that I was, and also the interesting thing was the Embracer group being the ones to pick it up like I thought for a while and I'm sure other people have as well that Crystal Dynamics specifically would have been an easy pickup for Microsoft yeah um, for sure because like they've always had cross promotion for that game with xbox they kind of it's kind of almost been associated with that console and 300 million being chump change for them at this point like it's interesting why that 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 like we're never going to know that if that deal was ever discussed but like i imagine microsoft would have paid more for that so i don't know what happened there especially when um gearbox they bought gearbox for 1.3 billion and like what does gearbox have in terms of like ip it's like borderlands duke nukem <laughs> duke nukem that's what they paid it for yeah. that was the 0. 0.3 billion um yeah it's just it's just super weird um it is it's bizarre but it does mean that there is potential that potential like for a dsx gets, yeah. gets made yeah. totally so the other and then the other half of the story which is the ip that they did not get rid of as well because um, it wasn't just mm. all of their IP. They're, they explicitly called out some. So they got Tomb Raider Deus Ex, They're holding on to some key ISP Specifically, Life is Strange, Just Cause, and Outriders. Um, okay. It will also sure. continue to control and operate indie game-focused Square Enix Collective, which has published 12 games, including Battalion, Battalion 1944 and the Turing Test. I remember the Turing Test. I don't remember Battalion 1944. Um... Going forward, the company's development function will comprise its studios in Japan, Square Enix External Studios, and the Square Enix Collective. The company's overseas studios will continue to publish franchises such as Just Cause, Outriders, and Life is Strange. Um, So yeah, Life is Strange seems like a no Just Cause is a weird one. Just Cause is a weird one. Um, That game, Just Cause 4 did not do well. No. Um, So for them to keep that is interesting. Life is Strange makes total sense. Like That's a huge IP for them. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I get that. That's um, Outriders
1: also get or not Outriders, sorry. Um no it is Outriders. I yeah. said it right, right? Yeah, yeah. Outriders. That yeah. game I can also understand because they they want to hold on to that as like a foray into the live service thing, right? Yeah, that like that is their to...
0: destiny. And it makes yeah. sense they'd keep that, but like as an IP, but like that game like but i mean that game they explicitly said that game is not a live service game right like they've said that multiple times it was like yeah we've put all this stuff out it might do some updates but it's not like it's gonna like roll over like there'll be an outriders 2 at some point as my guess sure yeah, yeah um but yeah why? like just cause was the one that stood out to me as well i was like why that one like what do you have some deal with avalanche yeah, or something like that it's it's yeah. very strange um but yeah if if i get an deus Ex out of this sure I'll, do you I'll mean if you that. get i want another dsx as yeah, well totally um yeah hopefully hopefully um my worry though is that like um similarly to what i'm gonna get this wrong what was the call of duty that was in space was that advanced warfighter advanced warfare yeah advanced warfare no advanced war fight it uh, doesn't matter the sci-fi the, doesn't the, matter. the, the sci-fi call of Duty with robots and and, and spaceships that tanked or tanked relatively in comparison to other. Colleges. Yeah, people didn't like it. Yeah, 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 like that burned sci-fi games, sci-fi shooters specifically for a long time. Like a long time, they were really scared of that kind of stuff. My sure, worry is yeah. that the cyberpunk debacle has now put, turned people off that kind of game again, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a which would be which would suck, which would suck. That would be sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. I think that's everything. Let me just very quickly check my list. I think that was everything that was there. Um, yes, that was everything. Um, so, like we said, there's not a lot coming up, so we're gonna have to just make do with what we have, I think. Um I'd like to show off Citizen Sleeper. Like that's not gonna be a huge sure, video yeah. if we want to do that, but it's worth seeing it in action to see what it see what it'd be like. And still, so I cool. I
1: have uh when my new computer shows up they're not like super intensive games i don't know why my brain is doing this but like i don't want to start anything without my new computer yeah i've got you know
0: cloud saves are a thing right like i know okay. i've
1: got Myth, and i've got
0: oh you got um, that huh okay
1: yeah because people keep telling yep. me that it's amazing mm-hmm. so i'm yep. not like i need to try it um, and like weird them. west are two things that i will be trying at some point yeah in I'm the like, next I'll, two I want weeks to see, so
0: yeah, i want to see some wild west that bit, that'd be interesting Weird um, West, weird not West. Wild West. Sorry, Weird West. Yeah. Um, there's also I need to check when the if it has a launch date yet. But I played the demo for Card Shark, which is a um, it's a game specifically about cheating at cards, but set during like the French Renaissance.
1: Um, sure. Okay.
0: And they've done a really the demo is really good actually, and it, they've done a really good job of like mechanicaise. That's not a word building mechanics around actually how you che- like they are teaching you how to cheat at cards right yeah but sure yeah. and they 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 map that to a controller in some really interesting ways um and it just it looks really cool as well um hopefully that has a date soon but that, that's very cool um but yeah hard space shipbreaker is finally coming out um i will play more citizen sleeper Um we finished all of the story part of lego star wars last night so we've now seen all of the, oh yeah all of the story stuff and now we finished
1: it. um attack of the clones last night
0: yeah uh, so we're now going so. another 40 hours to 100 that game there's so yep. much shit in that game holy crap uh, there's a lot yeah there's a lot of stuff and a lot of it is very good as well which is the thing that really surprises me um, Yeah, yeah i that, that was the moment where we realized as we were playing uh rise of skywalker that we've never seen that movie because we thought we had. Good. Don't yeah. It's not it, good. Like, judge, judging by what that game showed us, um, it seems like not a lot happens really. Um, or... Not a lot
1: happens, and the, the things that do happen are really fucking dumb. So mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it.
0: Um. So yeah. So there's gonna be a bunch of that. Um. As well. Uh, buh, buh, buh. I think that was everything. Finished Ghostwire. That game. It just ends. Like great, it's just ends. Cool. It's it's not a great ending, and then kind of puts you back in the world. It's like okay, go clean up. Like nah, I'm good, I'm fine. Um, cool, yeah. So there's some stuff, and and we'll do that. And also like yeah, I, I can't remember if I said this before or not, but I've I, there's a folder that exists in my hard drive called website version two, which I'm working on a bunch of stuff for which god our lives will be so much easier if i can get this working and it looks like it's going to work so um good okay, great. Be, it'll be so much easier for us to get shit on the internet like quickly um as opposed to the nightmare it is of doing stuff right now yeah setting um, stuff up right yeah now. and we also need to have some off-air conversations about um podcast platforms and things like that because i've been doing some research see. Okay. and i think we can sure. i think we can do the real thing so yeah the real, yeah, okay. the real thing yeah the real thing but yeah so that's some stuff gameenginestart.com is the name of the website you can find our videos articles and podcasts are up there if you search um, uh, youtube.com slash gameenginestart is our YouTube channel you can subscribe when we put new videos up there we are on Facebook and Twitter if you search gameenginestart you find us there podcast at gameenginestart.com is the email address if you want to get in touch and that's us stay safe enjoy whatever you're playing and we will see you in two weeks goodbye goodbye